Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Chris Rossi and Trent Benson. Back for a second week of listener questions, the guys discuss advancing through line lengths and how to maximize your training for success. It's just really fun for us to to work through these with you and um, just just really appreciate you all listening to us and supporting us and the growth's been a really fun, fun thing to do. And, and, and Trent, you and I, I think, well, I think that we've gotten a lot better at doing this and I've enjoyed this process. And, <laughs> and, you know, on so. top of this, on top of this, I mean, not that Trent and I aren't friends, but I think that this has brought us a lot closer in our friendship. And, uh, I feel like I, I know you more and, um, yeah, just, just love, just love working with you, Trent. Yeah, no, that, uh, likewise, that is a, that's a, is a valid point. Like it's definitely, um, yeah, now, now we talk twice weekly instead of once monthly. Uh, and also like it definitely, in terms of the way we communicate, um, to one another in terms of skiing, I, I now we're like on this, uh, we've got this kind of symbiotic thing going on, which helps when it comes to talking about ski design or, or, or with our own coaching or, or, and all that. So yeah, hopefully, uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. We're getting close to the end of the season, so we definitely wanted to do one more um, listener request episode and, and knock out a few more questions. Exactly, exactly. So without further ado, let's get right into this thing because you know what? We'll get it to as many as we get to. We don't have a plan here, but we're just kind of working down lists and 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 uh, picking ones that, that resonate. And so here we go. This one's from Mastercrafter. This is from the Ball of Spray post that we had out there. Um, so if you aren't if you aren't going to Ball of Spray, I don't really know what you're doing, but uh, you should probably check that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the epicenter for news and reviews and all of these wonderful things. So shout out to Horton and Ball of Spray. But anyway, Mastercrafter posted. Um, he's talking about, I'd like to hear your methods or suggestions for learning new line lengths. You know, he said, for example, I run the majority of 22 off 36, but I usually go down by four buoys at, uh, 28 off. I can scrap through 28 yeah. off 34 most of the time, but there's plenty of room for improvement. What might my ideal practice set look like if my goal is running 28 off at 36 consistently? So, I mean... I'm pretty sure we can all relate to this in some some form sure. or fashion, whether that be the I want to run a faster speed or whether I want to run a shorter line length, right? So Trent, you when hit you're your work- ceiling, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So when you're working with people, Trent, what what is? Do you have certain things that you are kind of go to moves when you're trying to to progress your well, your clientele up? Like where where do you go with this? Yeah, so I think the first thing you have to appreciate is, is you need to take away, and we'll just use this example, like going to the next line length. <clears throat> you, you simply need to appreciate, okay, what's what's required of me at, as the line gets shorter. You know, so you can think of it in just just a in, in a in a you know in a very real sense, like you know, it, I think so, I think too often we're just like, okay, it's harder, so awesome. Like now, what do I do? Like, oh, I'm gonna cut harder. Um, you know, I'm going to cut longer. Like, like, you know, you kind of like, you got to kind of strip back any, any mystery involved around it. And then, and in the simplest sense, when the line gets shorter, you've got, you've got less space to create the same amount of speed, right? Cause as the line gets shorter, your swing path, um, or the distance traveled from apex to the center line or the center of the wakes that, that is getting shorter. So, 
again, you've got less speed, you've got less space to require to 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 create the same amount of speed because you know ultimately what's required as the line gets shorter is that you swing up on the boat a little higher, um, right? Because right? you know width as it relates to the buoy is a result of height on the boat. The higher on the boat you are, the more closer to to uh, perpendicular to the pylon you get, the wider you're going to be as it re- you know as it relates to the buoy. So um, I think. The first thing I do or I do with my own skiing or I do with when I'm coaching someone is, is on that previous pass, just, you know, your, your, your pass that's solid, you know, just have that idea that good isn't good enough. You know, um, I want to learn to run that easier pass or that more or that previous pass, um, with a higher swing than is required, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to work on things like, you know, cleaner acceleration, earlier acceleration, you know, movement, like how, even on my easier passes, how can I make this pass better? How can I make sure that I can create enough speed required that I can, that I can transition or edge change at very close to center line. Um, and then, and then again, I'm going to, I'm going to run a higher swing line than is needed. You know, just scraping around the buoys isn't going to work when I shorten the line one more time. So that that's my first train of thought is, is I'm going to clean up, you know, and not just make the previous pass smoother, but I'm going to actually run that previous pass, you know, a little higher on the gate than I need a little faster into the first wake than I need. So I'm just creating more space than is required. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, you, you basically stole my thunder in, in all of that, that <laughs> rant that you just did, because my, my first thought was, I want to go to the 30,000 foot view, you know, mm-hmm. what, and, and that's what you nailed right there, which is, you know, what is required of me to run this pass? Why, why in theory, why is this pass harder? And then you answered that basically by, I like the way that you said it the second time around, which is you have to swing higher up on the boat. Yes. You know, you have to swing, swing up higher on the boat. And then for anybody that's ever, you know, just use the swing set and swing, swing back and forth. It's pretty easy to keep that chain tight at the bottom 30% of the half moon, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, that's, you almost never crash down on the chains and, and lose your rhythm and things like that. But the higher up that you try to swing, the harder it is to keep that, those chains or the rope tight on your swing. Mm-hmm. And I believe in, in a way that that, that is what is the difficulty as you shorten ropes for people that are that are shortening ropes versus changing speeds so i think that it just becomes more technical and then you also answered the question again in the fact that as you have a longer rope or a longer swing when you edge change off of the center line you have a bigger ability potential gap that you can create before the buoy so you can be more up course and wide of the buoy um, in order to to set up a good turn. Whereas as as you shorten mm-hmm. the rope and you're pushing that limit of what you're able to do, that sense of what we call space, speed and space, space, whatever, that that is getting challenged. And then yeah. when you get to a certain line length, and I'm gonna call it 35 off, and why so many people I believe get stuck at 35 off is as you get the 35 off, you're within three feet of the rope. You know, the rope at 90 degrees can only extends past the buoy around three feet. 
So do we get to 90 degrees when we're skiing at 35 up? Not very likely. So what I think happens as we get to a certain high level shortness of line length is that the skier has to become okay not seeing with their eyeballs outside yep. of the buoy Good line. Point. And that's Good something point. that's, you know, that's that's high level stuff and and not not necessarily exactly what our caller was talk or our, our uh, poster was talking about but i think it's it's a good good thing to talk about so yeah so anyway um all of it i um, think is really important but back to back to your back to your client right like so we've got yeah. somebody who r- runs 22 is getting let's just say is getting into 28 but really wants to run 28 you're gonna start by talking about what it is that it takes to run 28 off. I think, you know, you used it really good in in one of our earlier episodes as the shiny object, right? Like, I think our our poster is looking for the shiny object. What is it that I need? And you and I are always going to back away from the shiny object and say, it's not just one little thing that you need. You need to understand the, the whole mixture, the whole concoction of what it takes to run shorter line lengths. So, when you're working with your students, how, how are you filling this in for, for maybe for our poster in, in particular, like I can run, I can run 28, but I'm having a hard time doing it with any kind of consistency. Yeah, no. So again, I'm going to go back to that earlier pass and I'm going to, and then you're going to challenge someone. Okay. I want you, you know, pull out, I want you to go out with 10% more energy. So then you can take that, that, you know, speed that maybe it just is just a, a step beyond what you're typically comfortable with and see how quick you can get through the, the gate, turn back in and, and into an accelerating, you know, an accelerating position. Like, let's see, like, let's, and again, like clean it up, make the previous pass bigger, higher, faster than it needs to be, mm-hmm. you know? Cause, cause again, it's, it's, uh, it's think of it like this, like the, 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 like, excuse me, the rhythm is going to change. Right. And this is often a little bit of a, this is a bit of an aside, but I think it's important too. If you think of, so our guy in particular skis at 36 miles an hour. So from from gate to gate is 16.08 seconds. And that's that's not going to change as the line shortens. But but we've also said that as the line shortens, your swing path gets shorter. So from apex, from hookup at the finish of the turn into the first wake, that's going to take less time, less space, less time and space, right? So if if from if from the finish of the turn or from apex to center line, that, that distance is ever shrinking. Where is the time being made up? Well, it's going to be from center line to ape to apex back to, to the hookup again. Right. So my point is parts of the, of the pass are getting quicker and other parts of the pass are, are getting drawn out. Um, so I think appreciating that aspect also is important. You know, like some things are going to happen faster. Other things are going to happen you know, slower are going to have, or are going to have to be elongated. And namely, you know, from transition all the way up to apex, you're going to have to be comfortable letting that part grow, meaning not coming off the handle as early as you might and not reaching as abruptly as you might. Um, but back to, I, I kind of went off in a little bit of a hole there. Um, oh, those are really good parts. So keep going. But, but, but yeah, I, I guess again, I, I would, that would be the challenge I would, I would, I would put to, I would put to uh master crafter was like, take, go back to the previous pass, run it higher, faster, you know, cleaner, earlier edge changes. Um, and again, just, you, you need to run that pass higher on the boat than is required of that line length to be comfortable to go to the next one. Um, 
It can be hard. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just, I think it can be, it can be hard to be told this and, but this is the hard truth. You're to, to Mastercrafter, you are not running your 22s well enough yet. Yes, you have consistency in them, but you're not running them on that clean, high, fast line so that when you get to 28 off, even when you're slowing the boat down, it's not enough. Um, the other mm-hmm. thing that I, I think so. So and, and that's not it's not a dig. It just means it, it, I'm, I'm, no. reinfor- I'm reinforcing what you were talking about, which is we've got to ski that we've got to ski that with more precision and um, more. I don't want to say aggression, but I think there is urgent, yeah, maybe sen- sense of sense yeah. of urgency might be a better yeah. way. And then yeah. the other thing that I would say, for the most part, is that at at the lesser line length, you don't need to be as as precise on your gates to still get a nice one and have mm-hmm. a nice rhythm through the course. But if if you want to ask me, like. And I, I can't say that I do everything. I, I'm not saying that I do everything right or wrong or, you know, my way is the right way or any of that. But what I can tell you, and it, and it resonated with me, I, I got to ski with Mapplesome and really enjoyed my time skiing with him. But one of the things that we talked about a lot and we had in common was that we tend to ski our first pass like our last pass. And, and so, and, and again, I think this is a common theme, um, that, that resonates for high level skiers. And so what does that mean for our listeners? What that means is when I'm pulling out for my opening pass, whatever that Mm -hmm. pass is for me, that's 32 off. When I pull out for those gates, I'm running 41 right now. I'm running Mm -hmm. 41 right off the bat. I mean, and so to the, to the point that, and I and I and I question myself on this one. And now I'm talking, you know, live to all of our listeners. Is it a benefit or a detriment to my skiing that I over ski my earlier passes? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe you'll have some I comments think I on do. that. But no, I, I think I, I think I, I think I have the I do have the answer for that. It's absolutely an advantage, like because because. You know, you don't want like you want to run your opener, and I did. I just it's just I always say that you want to run your opener bigger, higher, faster than you need to. And you said it perfectly. Like, like in my mind, I, I when I'm skiing, you know, like a tournament set or in a tournament, I, I, I don't have the way I, you know, box it up and, and put it into my my psyche is I have pass one and pass two, you know, and those are obviously you know successive passes. But I have I go pass one, pass two, and then my third pass. I'm back, I just reset and I'm going past one, past two again. So my third pass is the same intensity um, as my first pass. And then my fourth pass is the same intensity as my second pass. I go past one, past two, and then I just reset past one, past two. So yeah. I'm with you, man. My fourth pass and my first pass, you know, my, or my fourth, my fourth pass and my second pass are the exact same intensity, the exact same drive, you know, the exact same, I don't want to, you know, urgency isn't probably isn't the wrong word. Um, so no, I think, I think that's, I think that's incredibly valuable. Like you don't want, you don't want to go feel it out on your first pass because then you're having to make, you know, uh, adjustments on the fly. I, I think you're right. You, you run your opener like it's 41. I, I think you're, I, I agree with that hundred percent. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's, I'm trying to see how much speed 
mm-hmm. that I can build into the gate, period. I mean, how much speed can I take in? Like, because I know that I'm going to need this speed later mm-hmm. on, but but I have to build this yeah. speed. I have to build this speed and I have to be able to hold on to the resulting whip up on and the swing up on. So I am, I am building as much speed in the center. I'm, I'm, I need to be able to harness all of that energy that I created into center. I need to stay connected and moving through that into the edge change. And I want to feel this crazy swing up on the boat. And I want to hopefully be riding that out pretty wide before I release it. I've now, I am borderline quote unquote too early because there are times where I'm, I know that I'm at apex, a rope, the rope just pinged tight and I am as far out as I can go. And now I'm dropping in and I'm wondering at 32 off if I'm going to undercut buoy one mm-hmm. or buoy two, you know, like I'm, I'm building that much speed and space before the buoy and then dropping in on it. So I guess my point is I'm not trying necessarily to get super wide. What I'm trying to do is just build energy, create it, hold on to it, harness it, and understand that these intensities, these precisions are going to be what I need for my, for my later passes. And I just ski every pass that way. Like 35 off is my next pass. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't, I don't do one, two, one, two. I just do one over and over and over and over. And it's just one, buddy. (laughs) No, that's one, one, one with you. So that, I mean, that answers that, you know, that sort of part and parcel, that's, there's the answer to the question, like start skiing your 22, like it's, like it's 28. And again, that doesn't, that's not just saying go, go crazy hard, but, but build more speed, you know, transition earlier, let yourself swing higher. Just, you know, just run it like, you know, you know, we can simply say just run it better than it needs to be run. Right. Exactly. Run it better than it needs to be run. The only other, other weird trick that just popped in my head is when I started running, when I started running 38 consistently, this is so this is a while while back, but for me, mm-hmm. I could run 35 and I w- wasn't running 38. Um, and we've talked about this in the past. Uh, Steve Schnitzer helped me out with this and Patty, you know, and um, so, you know, they basically said, if I go 35 miles an hour, are you going to run 38 off? And I said, yeah, probably. And they're like, yeah, if I go 34, are you going to run it? Yep. OK, we're going 34. And then just slowly, then I ran it yep. and ran it. It was ugly. And then the next day I did the same and then, uh, use the, use the practice mode on your, you know, on your, your, your speed control system and just go up 0.1 miles an hour, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, you know, and then up another 0.1, run it, run it, run it, you know, just, and keep pushing it. But there is, this is something I wanted to bring up. I know we're, we're kind of beating this up, but I think this is really important. And there is something you have to know before you say hit it to the boat, before you tell the boat to go, if you don't think you're going to run that pass, then we got a problem. Because if you don't have the confidence to run it, you're going to miss it more often than you are going to run it. So I want you to say, like, I hate it when people are like, yeah, let's, let's give 35 a try. Nope. I turn around and I say, no, I'm not going until, unless you know you're going to run it. Like, this is not, I, I don't want to wait. I don't, I don't want you to run two buoys over and over and over again. If you run two buoys yep. over and over and over and over again, day after day after day after day, guess what? What do you think you're going to believe you're going to run? 
Two buoys. Yep. We got to run the whole thing. We got to figure this track force. out. We got we got to figure this thing out. So no, that's that's a really good point because because uh, you do you see that people like people. I mean, I was guilty of it too. I mean, I, I had forty one was a two week course for me for holy shit for ten years. Mm-hmm. It was a two week course. You know, I'd, I'd been to three ball, but it was only if you know I just happened to get off too. But it, in my mind, it was forty one was a two week course. Yeah. Yeah. From like from oh five until twenty fifteen. Yep. So yeah, so what 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 would you t- maybe, what what do you what did you do or what would you tell exactly what you yourself, said exactly right? what you said yeah I I I I won started running thirty nine my understanding of of slalom um, improved so I started running thirty nine bigger higher faster um, mm-hmm. and then slowed the boat down you know. 41 it was just like well it was it was exactly that kind of thought it's like well what what happens to me at 35 5 and what happens if i run you know and and my other suggestion too that you know it was i actually just increased the length of the rope by six inches you know so i was mm-hmm. running 35.5 40 and a half off and i'm like well i know i can do this and i just kept running that until i could run 41 at 35 5 7 8 until i could do it at 36 but it, it was that especially Psalm skiers are we're we're like these you know quantitative number nerds right we're like every pass is timed we can count to six pretty 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 effectively so we get we get kind of stuck in this thing where well if it's not legit it's not legit and you're like well you know again uh, we talk about this all the time like um downhill racers or or gs racers on the snow they you there's not a chance that they run full speed every single practice right they're breaking down parts of the course they're going to run it at you know they're going to figure out a, a new course at 70 percent speed um they're not going to just let it fly when they you know get to a wherever and, and see it have a brand new course so um yeah you've got to soften those parameters a little bit like uh i, I half loops are fine but but to me it, it's it's more than is required like you know i, I think adding six inches well, it depends on how short the line is, but say at 28 off, just add a foot to it, you know, build a, a little bit, a little, little extension if you have the, you know, the ability to do so. Um, but yeah, just loosen those parameters a little bit. And, and like Rossi, you've said this a couple of times and it's stuck with a lot of people that I coach with. They always bring it up. You've got to learn that new, they think of it as a bit of a new, new course, a new track. You've got to learn that track before you can attack it at, at full speed. I, and I, and I love that. And I, I mean, that is, that's the mentality that Schnitz taught me. And it's an, it's a new race course every time you're on a different line length and you're going to have to learn that, that race course, and you're not going to be able to go a hundred percent, um, the first times you go. So, you know, that's, that's how it was related to me. That's how I'll relate it to all of you, you all. And it's been the, been the, been the attack, but you, you've got to a understand what it, what is, what is holding you back or what, or maybe the better way to do it is what is required of you that, you know, to improve, to be able to run these, these harder passes, whether it's speed or line lengths. And then how do I go on the water and and attack those? So I think we gave, gave listeners some good, some good uh, thinking points and, and strategies. So in the spirit of getting to, to more of our listeners, let's move on. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, let's talk about Lovell, L-O-V-E-L-L's post. And uh, first off said, thank you for doing the podcast. I listen religiously. Really thankful for that. Appreciate it. And I uh, was saying, I'd love to hear more 
on how each of you recommend organizing your training sets to maximize performance. Uh, when do you start skiing up the line versus volume sets versus uh, whatever? So I think this goes right into like what we were talking about. This actually may be a quicker talk because we kind of hammered this out before. But what's your take on on this topic there, Trent? Well, in terms of, and I think what the question is in, in terms of like the, in view of the whole season, I think is is what he's what he's referring to, and or or I'm assuming it's he could be he or she is referring to. Um, it, and for me, like the the volume, the 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 skill work that that comes at the beginning of the season and it comes and it does, it does come in high, you know, as high a volume as my body is, um, is able to withstand. Like I'm not a back to back meaning running the same pass over and over and over. I'm not a, I'm I'm not huge on that, but there are certain times of the year. And and for me, one is at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm going to build like foundational, um, you know, my foundational needs, you know, so in terms of my, my body structure, my, my structural alignment, one, um, then my, 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 the, the, you know, my gate timing, the speed, the, the, the speed and spacing, you know, on my gate. Um, and then, then three, the, you know, my ability to move the way I, the way I truly accelerate, I'm going to be building those three, you know, those three factors, um, through repetition and, 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 you know, you don't need to ski a lot at certain times of the year, but at other times of the year, volume is king. Um, you know, and even if that's shorter sets, but lots of them, that's fine. But, but, you know, until you're foundationally solid, um, I don't, I don't run down the rope and that for, that's different how for are everyone. You, for how some... are you going to get to, but how are you going to get back to where you were last year, Trent? Exactly. Right. And, and that's a perfect question. Yes. And that's, that's exactly. And then my response is always, well, why, why do you want to be where you were last year? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to be better? So don't get back to where you were last year, build something better. Right. So that, and that's when, you know, we talked about this law is laying out a season plan when you know, like, I don't need to be running 32 off until, June 1st is the first, my first opportunity to, to, you know, that I need to be running that or whatever that, that number is, then you can just confidently, um, plan a, you know, plan an attack for the season. And you don't, you know, if it's six weeks before your first tournament, you're not worried about the numbers you're worried about, like how solid is my foundation? Exactly. You know, we, we talk a lot about this in the fact that my, my strategy is really, it's about my keys and or, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe I don't even need to call them keys, but the things that I have evaluated in my skiing that need to improve in order for me to improve, the mm-hmm. that's how I judge what I can do, right? Like, yeah, sure. I want to go out and I want to have as many, I mean, ideally, I'd love to have as many opportunities to run 41, my hardest pass, you know, the pass I want to run to get me to the 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 shoot the moon pass, right? Like, so for me, that's 41 off. I want to run that pass. So I want as many opportunities to run that pass and practice as possible. I want to run as many of those as possible. But the, the reality is I need to be able to evaluate where I truly am in the moment. And I evaluate my sets, not based, I don't, I don't value 
the total buoy count. I mean, sure, every once in a while, it's fun to be like, oh man, I ran a 41 today. That feels great. And my chest is up and I'm, and I'm proud. But what I'm really not taking into account is the reason why I'm running that pass now is based on all of the hard work or the attention to detail probably is a better way. I don't really like hard work. Hard work makes me think about, you know, being tight, being physical, being not, not as flowy. So, but anyway, so for me, it's, it's really about what am I doing day to day and how well am I doing that? Do I have the right focal points when I'm focusing on that stuff? Is my skiing improving, you know, that's why we always, Trent and I always recommend if it's not with us, then with somebody else, like get coaching early in your year so that you can, you can have your focus, your, your practice focus keys and things like that established so that you can become a better skier. So beginning of the season for me is, you know, if I'm, if I'm going out there, I'm working on my keys, my keys are feeling good and my body is feeling strong, then I'll shorten the rope or, you know, go faster for yep. other people or whatever. I'll progress to the next hardest pass. If I'm out there and I'm feeling discombobulated, I'm getting these weird cuts, I'm getting pulled up out of my cuts, um, I'm not able to drop into my turns correctly. And, you know, some of that stuff can be water temperature dependent, you know, as the water's colder, the ski is so much more reactive all over the place. I mean, any of those things, like if I'm not feeling you know, the flow, then why would I, why would I go shorter just to heighten what's already going bad and making it worse just because I want to see a buoy total. So, yeah. you know, I think that's the, to me, that's going to be the everlasting thing. And then, you know, uh, I'm, I'm ranting here, but you know, you got, you have got to listen to your body. This is super important. And if you want to have a long career and you want to have a successful career, I believe that you do need to listen to your body, even though your mind is saying it's go time, it's go time, it's go time. It may be a no time. It may be go to the lake and drive for your buddies. But in reality, your desire to ski is a 10 out of 10. Your body's saying it's a four out of 10 day. Why, <laughs> why, yeah. you know, why would you put yourself in a position to then I, I'm going to ski, I got to ski, or even that, that mentality that I have to ski, right? Like none of that. And just really focus on is today a day? If it's the day, then I'm going to make the most of it. This is what my game plan is. I go out and ski. I evaluate every single pass. How well am I doing what I want to be doing? And if I'm doing a really good job of it, I'll shorten the rope. I mean, I skied the other, I skied yesterday, the other day. Uh, and all I did was my opening pass. You know, I, yeah. I, um, that's, I, I want, I mean, I did it really well. You know, I skied, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I overskied it. I overskied it. I skied some crazy early connected, aggressive 32 offs. And sure, everything in my body said everything. And no, it's not true. Everything in my mind said, <laughs> yeah, that's shorten, better. shorten, shorten. Yeah. You got this, bro. And my body was like, eh, I don't know today if today's really the go day. So I listened, I listened to the, to the one that was, you know, I guess it's maybe I'm getting smarter or maybe I'm getting softer. I don't want to admit that. I hope not. I really don't think that that's. I, I go smarter. But... Just go smarter. <laughs> <laughs> smarter, not harder, right? Smarter, not yeah. harder. So I guess that's, that's kind of the deal, but uh, you know, like 
So break break it down real fast for me. You've got you've got you you're dealing with you know clients on the on the daily that you work with throughout the entire season. What does a season kind of look like in general? Just a real quick recap. I I think this is yeah. more like to answer the general question of our of our poster. Yeah. I, I, again, it's going to be you know high volume. Um, I don't want to say low intensity because that's not right, but high volume, easier passes until you are foundationally sound. And for some people, that's a month. For other people, that's two weeks. For other people, it's, you know, in, in, in a handful of sets, they're ready to start, start advancing. And then, um, you know, and, and then it, it's going to hold true, you know, just because you're foundation, feeling foundationally solid doesn't mean you're ready for your hardest pass necessarily, but like, you know, just kind of letting that, letting the, that skill set sort of bleed upward until, you know, until it's, until it's good, until it's right. I, I often say that to people like, you know, don't shorten until it's right. And as a, as a plan moving into and through the season. And then from there, I think the only other time that I'm, you know, I advocate um, revisiting that um, sort of like skill set um, meaning a, back-to-backs or easier passes is is if something has fallen out and and you need to fix it is one reason to to do you know a, a series of 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 easier passes for a set or Slump two or, yeah or the other one that was the, is the exact opposite like if, if i'm redlining skiing really really good and i know that i'm 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 peaking too soon then i'm going to take just a just a little little break um and you know, not necessarily not skiing, but I'm gonna take a decided step backwards for three sets, and I'm gonna do, you know, just just easier passes, exploring perfection. So then I, you know, then I can ramp myself back up for for you know for whenever that that planned peak was in this in this season plan that everyone you know wrote out in detail. It's a <laughs> it's official. Trent is not human. We have now determined that he is an alien. There's <laughs> yeah. no way that that is slalom skier mentality. If I'm running 41, I'm going to beat myself <laughs> into the ground and I'm going to somehow have it go away before. Oh, wait, no, that's the I wrong know. mentality. So isn't it, how often do you see that though, right? You're just like, because even if you, I mean, you, you, you can't keep this up for the, you know, whatever your regional event is three weeks away, you can't keep this up. Like you've got to, and if you decidedly take a step, back then it's not then then it's it's that it is a decided step back to then drive forward one more time like um and it's also you think of it in terms of giving your body a little break giving your mind a little break giving your motion you know your motions a little break too so you're just not you know redlining by the time you get to a tournament it's really important to understand that that it it takes so many factors for you to be able to to perform at these super peak levels that you know you if you beat your body into the ground then your body's going to fail and thus the the puzzle crumbles so or the tower crumbles so just yeah. be just be aware that there are many times where backing off and you can't ever go wrong working technique unless all you do is work technique and never yes. never work reality which is you have to understand this fact very, very infrequently are you going to be perfect or close to perfect. Basically that crap happens almost every pass that you're out there and you've got to be dealing with adversity in the moment. So no matter how perfect you want to ski, it's never going to be perfect. We're just, we're working towards 
being closer to that realm. That's all we're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well then just, just to wrap this up with him, cause I, I don't think you're again, like be, because of your, you know, you're, you're, you're a competitor and, and a damn good one. Do, do you, where do you, apart from beginning of the year or when you've had a break off, do you, do you, um, where do you find back-to-backs are beneficial for you? Early season, anytime, early season, slumps, anytime I feel like I'm yeah. going the wrong way, where I'm beating my head against the wall and it, it's like, you know, the, the fun is getting sucked out of this. Like anytime I'm feeling that kind of motion where it's just, I'm not able to do what I want. I'm finding myself grumpy. I'm finding my, you know, those types of moments. That's where I'm going to go out and say, okay, I'm going to go back to my basics, go revisit my keys, make sure that I didn't just get sucked into the ego part of this sport where it's like the Mm -hmm. buoys are defining me and all of these things because when you're physically strong, mentally strong, you've got your technique on and you've got your equipment dialed in, that you need all of those things to be right and come together at the right times. Trent, you do a wonderful job of really hammering this to our listeners, which is why would you want to peak three weeks before the event that you want to peak at, right? So, you know, I think I think we've got a lot of people in that realm. So for me, I would say most of the time I'm, uh, and also if I have big breaks, like, you know, if I happen to go traveling with the family and I have three weeks off, I hope that I'm not coming back into a tournament. I actually did that this summer and it it went, it went, it (laughs) went well, it went well. It's not, it's not, it's not very, it's not very fair. You have to realize, you know, obviously I am a pro skier and I've, I've put my Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours in plus a whole bunch more. So my body and mind know where I need to be in order to, to do certain things. But anyway, I would recommend that you don't set yourself up that way because if you come off a break and then you come back in, yes, your body is fresh, but you, and so you can probably get away with more mistakes and still bang out buoys, but that tends to lead to, I don't want to say bad skiing, but less good skiing. <laughs> and <laughs> neither, yeah. neither are a very good way of saying it. it's all I, it's all I have people. I don't have the wor- way of words with, as no, I like less good, <laughs> but it, it, less good skiing, but it, that can run the same amount of buoys. And you see that out there. I mean, you see other people that can run more buoys than you probably, but you can also see that they're, they're that they're doing it in a way that is more physically demanding and, and maybe not as technically sound. And those people will have more body issues and longevity issues. So anyway, I think for me, first month of the season, I'm just, I probably ski less passes per set. I'm more of a four four passes. You know, if I can start to feel a little fatigue somewhere, like let's say my lower back or my glutes or, you know, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll feel that low bicep by your elbow from, from skiing early season and getting that stretch. Like if I'm, or my, you know, my upper neck is feeling any of that kind of stuff. Keep it, keep, keep your reps low. I want to, I want to lift. I always want to live to fight another day. 
versus taking one extra pass or one extra set and tweaking my neck. And now I know that I'm out for at least a week because my neck has got a kink. And if I ski with a kink neck, it's, it could get, it could lead to worse things. So physically got to make sure that I'm strong enough. Also, I really believe this is important. We have to build up mental strength. And I, I don't think that we spend Big enough time. time on this. You know, it's like I, I took a, I, I spent some time traveling. I took some time off from the gym. Now I'm back in the gym and I'm, I'm mentally soft or weak, right? Like I'm just, I don't quite have that ability to stay focused. Luckily I have a trainer, so he, you know, he keeps me square, but I can tell that difference. So it's the same thing at the beginning <laughs> of the year. Like, like if you're out really there funny. and you're losing the ability to, to stay focused on your keys and all you're doing is turning buoys and pulling and turning buoys and cutting and I'm running late and I'm chasing the boat. And that's not the what kind of skiing I want. I don't, I do not want poor skiing. I want to have my, even if it were two passes, I'd rather have two passes where I was focusing on my keys and skiing well, than just, I, I got to get my body in shape. So I'm just going to hammer through this and not yeah, even worry yeah. about how I'm skiing because I got to get strong first. Like it is a symbiotic journey of all of these parts that I want to have working together um, to keep myself safe, healthy, and also on this progressing path. I want to, I want to be getting better year after year. I'm not worried, like you said, and you've said in previous episodes, I'm not worried about getting back to where I was last year, man, that's not a great mentality. Try to understand why you got to where you got to last year. What do I need to change for this year? Focus on those things. If something's not working, reevaluate it, but, but stay in the zone there. Don't worry about where you were and worry about where you want to go. 